0: Welcome warriors. In this episode, I had the privilege of talking with Jerry Bisbee, the host of the This Is Your Wake Up Call podcast. During our conversation, she shared about her experiences of walking both sides of the street known as addiction. On one side of the street, there are family members fighting the battle of being addicted to alcohol and other substances. On the other side, you have codependency. Grab a tissue and join us as we talk about the trauma of addiction. Let's rock. Does your past haunt you? Maybe you're in a storm that feels like it will never end. Are you fighting a battle that's rendering you hopeless? Maybe you feel like you're fighting alone, but your battle was not meant to be a solo endeavor. You were meant to be a warrior among warriors. My name is Heather, and I grew up thinking my battles were nobody's business until I found myself in an abusive marriage and felt cut off from all avenues of help. In this podcast, you will hear warriors' words. They will tell you of their battles, both won and lost, their journeys and their lessons learned along the way. But we don't stop there. These warriors will share how they have applied those lessons to go from warrior to survivor to thriver. Whether it's an abusive marriage, illness, mental health crisis, or any number of traumas this world dishes out, these warriors will use their words to help you find the beauty in your broken, move beyond your battles, and become the thriver God created you to be. Pick up your sword or boxing gloves and join the battle. Your words are powerful, my friends. Make them warrior words. Welcome back to the Warrior Words podcast. Today, I'm talking to Jerry Bisbee about addiction. Jerry is a warrior woman of God who likes to say she is only standing upright and breathing because he gave her a way when it looked like there was no way. As the daughter of, former wife of, and present mother of the addict, Jerry's been there, done that, in terms of the insanity of this cunning, baffling family disease. From ER rooms to jail cells and courtrooms, and ultimately the graveside. Jerry speaks candidly about the numerous wake-up calls she had as the recovering codependent among us. You will hear some of what Jerry's battles were and still are and how she is surviving them. Plus, she shares what she is now doing as a thriver. Jerry is the first guest on the podcast, and she shared with me after we stopped recording that this was her first time guesting on a podcast. I don't think you'll be able to tell. I sure couldn't. But before we hop in, I want to share another of your fantastic reviews. This one is from CoolKitty200. Intriguing and inspiring. I really enjoyed all three of these first podcasts, and I can't wait for more. The stories are engaging and I love the encouragement to be strong warriors in our own lives. Heather has a warm and vibrant voice and I think any struggling woman can relate to her story. I look forward to tuning in to hearing more stories and I know I will learn a lot. Well done. Thank you so much, CoolKitty200. I really appreciate your encouraging words and your compliments. Now, on to the show. Okay. As you heard in the intro, we are blessed to have Jerry Bisbee with us today. Welcome to Warrior Words, Jerry. Thank you so much, Heather. I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much. Okay. So I love that you call yourself a warrior woman. Please share with us and our, our, our listeners how you came up with that title, or, or maybe more appropriately, how you earned that title. <laughs> right. Do we get badges,
1: warrior women? <laughs> <laughs> I think I have a chest full of badges, former military spouse, I'm here to tell you, I got some badges. So if it's okay mm-hmm. with you, Heather, I, your question really prompted me to reflect in such a way that I kind of came up with an epiphany of my own just in preparation for this conversation. So Absolutely. I wanted to share with you, you know, like I feel like in our faith journey, there's a point in time where the rubber hits the road, right? Where it just comes from. I say that I'm a believer, I'm a follower of Christ, which I am, and then the Lord gives us opportunity to live that out, right, in a whole new way. Um, So like I said, I I reviewed my decades of my time on this planet called Earth, (laughs) and here's what I discovered. So in the first decade, I didn't know this until, honestly, my fifth decade before I would lose my mom, but she shared with me that when she was pregnant with me, she was counseled to abort because she was 43 years old at the time. And in the sixties, that was like a bad idea. You don't mm-hmm. you don't deliver babies at, at that age. And so she was advised to terminate. Also in that first decade, I would be molested by a family friend um, and begin the journey of my deep codependent behavior as my father was an abusive alcoholic. In the second decade, it was the story of looking for love in all the wrong places. Drugs and alcohol were introduced, and honestly, it was such a messy time. But through it all, I see the hand of God and how he kept me. Um, girl, in the third decade, I would learn that the vows that I had made, never that again, God, never will I live that again, nor will any children I have experience what that was. Like, that's not going to be my story. So that vow juxtaposed up against the vow that I said, till death do us part. Right. So now I'm confronted with what do I do with this Lord? Because by year three of my marriage, it's now evident that I have married an alcoholic addict. Um and so that was that was, you know, ultimately he would get some initial help and he would get clean and sober for a time. In that same decade, I was going to be blessed and privileged to conceive and deliver the two most amazing sons. Um And ironically, like I look back now and I'm like, wow, I, not to be oversharing here, but y'all, I hemorrhaged so badly, especially my first delivery. I hemorrhaged with them both. The first one, they had no idea why. There was no reason why. And had it been another time in our history, I likely would not have made it. Like it was that significant. In the fourth decade, um, I'm gonna be T-boned in a car accident while taking my mom to her final chemo treatment for ovarian cancer, um, to which we would lose this precious soul four years following. Additionally, I'd get diagnosed with MS, um, and in the following year, miraculously healed. That might be a testimony for another another time.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um,
1: (laughs) And then in the fifth decade, again, I was going to lose my precious mother, um, and begin the near decade of working through my husband's relapse back into his addiction. It was a really treacherous journey. Um, one that would have multiple tragic endings. Um, the first of which was the end of our 31 year relationship, um, ultimately ending in his suicide. Coupled this with my youngest son's addiction and journey with suicide ideation, which entailed multiple visits to hospitals and jail cells, ultimately rehab, where God would redeem his young life and set him on an entirely new trajectory. Now, we're coming up on the next decade, honestly, in less than 10 days. So wow. I'm excited to know that the word says this year, 2024, is the year of the open door. And God is opening so many doors. Right now, Heather, I'm so excited. Um, and I'm praying that he's also closing them on my past. Mm-hmm. You know, we are not defined by the things that we have been through. And mm-hmm. um, as much as the enemy would like like us to to know that. So I want to say that the doors are closing to the death assignment that the enemy has had from the time I was conceived. There have just been, as I went through this thing, I'm like, oh, warrior woman of God indeed. Right? And not to say that my story is any more crazy than anyone listening or yours. like. We've all been through it and yet I'm proud and grateful beyond words to say that as a follower of Christ, he's the one that has me
0: standing upright and still breathing. Right. Amen. Yes. Amen. Uh, I, you know, I think when I started this, um, I looked at it from a lens of, wow, Heather, you've been through hell on earth. And the more I realize. The more people I talk to, the more I realize just how many of us. Come on. A yes. majority of us yes. go through trauma and hellishness all over the place. And it's more than one. Most of us experience more than one of these Amen. these issues, you know, yep. and and to to look at it the way you just did through the decades and to see how God has carried you through each yes. and every one. Yes. You know, you're still here. Woo, you're still girl, here. Yes. We got work to do. That's what, <laughs> yes, that's we what do. that says. There's still work <laughs> to be done.
1: That's yes, so there good. is.
0: Yes, there is. Okay. So um, I was listening to your podcast and I love that you call it, this is your wake up call.
1: And Ooh. I would encourage
0: everyone, everyone go listen. At the very least, listen to Terry, Jerry's intro uh, video, um, uh, intro audio. It is, it, it, it made me tear up. So, So it sounds like those wake-up calls kind of signaled your move from warrior to survivor. But I also understand that that warrior never we never really leave that warrior behind. Um, He's only strengthened in the journey. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So you started that. You know, each each wake-up call to me, it sounded like you moved a step closer to surviving. You survived, maybe not surviving ultimately, but surviving each battle yeah. because they were individual battles Yeah. so okay uh, okay
1: so um go ahead i was so, just going to say no I think please that in that place of you know not just in the battle you learn to survive but the point of what i love when you and i spoke the point of your podcast is now thriving mm-hmm. right yes and so i i would transition um i mean again, I feel like we're always in way. it's, there is a spiritual battle raging at every turn. So, um, but I was thinking through some of, you know, just again, the things I shared in this decade story, um, there's a really great song and I don't remember, I think it may be his hill song. I don't recall, but it's, there was another in the fire, right? And if you don't know it, look it up. I'm telling you, I love that song because I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I have come through the things I've come through because there was another in the fire with me, mm-hmm. right? And I'm standing upright and breathing because he was. I'm here to tell you there was more than one occasion when I didn't think
0: I was going to make it through that dark night of the soul.
1: Yeah. I know that, you understand.
0: I, I do. And you know you know. what's funny is that um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a child of the VeggieTales era. and I always, you know, and I think back to that story that they did where there was another in the fiery furnace and, and they did it in such a way that it wasn't frightening, right? You know, and that has always, that has always stuck with me, always stuck with me though, the way they did (laughs) it. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And, and, you know, and in that, so you bring up the, the point that's, I called my podcast warrior words Mm. even though I talk about surviving and ultimately thriving and I think that's that's what it is because we can still be warriors while we're thriving and um and and vice versa we can still thrive while we're warriors um and so if um so that kind of leads me into the, the next question is is what lessons lesson or lessons have you learned as um you know, as your, your family members um, mm-hmm. went through their recovery journeys right? and, and maybe, and your own recovery as, as a codependent, even though I, 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 I do not use the word recovered because I don't Correct. think we're ultimately, we're not ultimately recovered. We're recovering and we're in a yes, recovery no. journey. So yes, what no. maybe both um, in your podcast, you called it both sides of the street. So mm-hmm. do you have lessons that you've learned From both sides of the street? (laughs) Maybe maybe just a couple.
1: (laughs) Well, I love that. And I think that, you know, again, as a woman of faith, um, I just over the course of this journey have come to learn more of who God is, maybe more importantly, that my creator is faithful and he is true and and he is who he says he is. And he's going to do what he said he's going to do. Like, if you're not there yet, that's my invitation like get to know this one who made you. If you don't know your creator, his name is Jesus. And I'm here to tell you, I'm, I'm, that's, that's where the most enormous growth has come is in my faith journey. And, um, you know, I want to say that I'm blessed to come from a lineage of overcomers. My mother, my grandmother, I don't know a whole lot of stories beyond those two women, but they were women of faith and they were battle beaten bruised warriors that overcame in the same way. And I know that I know that my grandmother and my mother prayed for me, maybe not knowing all of what was going to be coming in my journey, but they'd been through enough to know. I remember my mom sitting on the chair crying one night when I came home and my husband was going to go back out and still drink and party with the friends. And she just said, I wanted, I wanted the story to be different for you, you know? And, um, so, yeah, I would say that I would say, um, lessons are still being learned for sure. The journey is mm-hmm. ongoing. So I like to say I'm a student of, um, ongoing, I'm a, I'm a lifelong learner. How's that? Um, Absolutely, yes. <laughs> but I think I, one of the lessons Heather, I would say is just this idea of our capacity for resilience. I think that we're capable of far more than we think we are. And, and again, in my faith, God's seen me through far more than I ever imagined being able to, to survive. Right. Um, and I remember just even thinking back on, on the words that we would have when the boys were little, like when when our sons were growing up. Um, and it was out of a scripture verse, Philippians 4.13. But they'd come home wanting to gritch and complain about, you know, whatever the situation of the hour was in their journeys and not to disregard them. You know, um, we didn't poo-poo them off, but it was like, good thing we can do hard things, right? Yes. Because by golly, I'm here to tell you as a parent, we're called to grow our children to be ready for this crazy world. That is not our home. And so if I can't raise you to be gritty and to get through the hard things that are going to come in your journey that I don't yet know. So let's practice while you're young and growing up here at home to know that God is faithful and he's going to see you through this hard thing, too. Right. So out of Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So. Um, That's a little bit of it. I'm still, like I said, in the recovery side of my addiction journey. I've relapsed along the way. Um, My son, um, I want to say about three, four months ago now, had a relapse um, in his journey. And boy, did I go right there with him in a hot second, right? And so I'm still a work in progress, I guess, to that end.
0: I think that's... I think that that we all are because I think it's a combination of the codependence and motherhood Amen. and motherhood. Just, Amen. you know, when when you said in your intro episode about um, attending every play and every performance and every, you know, my daughter's a singer and an actress. And wow. at one point she told me, Mom, you don't have to come to them all. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I, I do. I you. need to be at every single one. And uh, she is now living in a different state. And um, she had a performance recently that I couldn't attend, and that was hard. <laughs> no, no doubt. No. So yeah, I think it's it is it's a combination, and I think that's a one-two punch. You know, it's the mom and the codependent, especially when it's when it's your child, and it's it's hard to. I think it's hard to separate the two. You said a mouthful there. Yes. <laughs> true. True. Okay, so we've talked about battling and warrioring and surviving. How about thriving? How um, how are you thriving today?
1: Well, you know, um, I so love the redemption story that is woven from Genesis to Revelation. You know, it is it is a story of what God does as Redeemer, and He has redeemed my story in ways that I could not have begun to imagine, you know. It's been, what, seven, eight years ago now that my wheel started falling off the bus and I couldn't have imagined. In fact, I was going to have a book titled, It Wasn't Supposed to Be This Way. And I want to say within the year of me having that revelation and wanting to, you know, share that story, but I was in too much trauma and, you know, healing to be able to think about it. But I want to say it was within that year or so that Lisa Turkhurst came out with her book titled almost by the same name. and you know, she's got a a crazy story, but, you know, I think that we are called to comfort in the same way that we have been comforted. Right. And, and so my, my desire as a thriver right now is to be that voice of hope to others who are going through a similar journey. Um, Because I think like Paul modeled with Timothy and, and we're called to as women in the body of Christ to pour into, to mentor the younger women and, I mean, I've got so many women my own age that are struggling through this part of their story. And so as a thriver, I would say that I'm I'm doing my best as God opens doors and, and you know, to whether it's being a sponsor in my Al-Anon program, um, via my podcast, via the coaching and training that I do. Um, those are some of the ways that I want to give back to, to just share out all the things that God has poured into me through the course of my journey, right? Like, there's a, a quote by John Maxwell. he says, "You know, be a river, not a reservoir. I don't want to hold all these things up inside of me. I want them flowing out freely so that those can be gifts to others who I've been blessed to learn. you know And I think the other thing I would say as a thriver, I've really learned um, so much through so many people, but Brene Brown is just top of mind when it comes to the gift of vulnerability, you know, and to recognize and this is going to fly in the face of what I think some leaders, feel because I had this conversation just last week with an incredible leader, um, founder of a nonprofit, et cetera. And she was really struggling. And I said, you know, I think that the more vulnerable that we can be as leaders to open up and share, um, it creates a higher level of trust for others to be safe to do the same, right? Like let's not hold such a ridiculously high standard or be so closed off that others have to think that we're this, you know, story of perfection that (laughs) <laughs> hilariously, we are a far cry from, right? Um, yes. so those would be a couple of things I guess I would say, Heather, is I just want to be a voice um of hope to those that are treading in similar waters. and um,
0: yeah, to be used for his glory. That's the cry of my heart. And uh, that's a wonderful one. Uh, yeah that's that is one of the goals of this podcast is that that the person or people who need to hear what we're talking about, whatever whatever the trauma, whatever the topic, um, that they will they will hear it and that we will be able to help at least at least one person, right? At least yes, at least yes. one. So. so good. Okay. So if you look back like you did in your in your decades story, if you um can you see anything in that story that maybe, maybe you saw, maybe you didn't see back then, but where you could see beauty in in your broken, in your in, in, in the mess that That you were experiencing
1: you know that's good i um in in thinking through that honestly came across i i made a bookmark for my staff i was principal for several years and i remember doing a training and i was you know not too far removed from my divorce and it had been a really devastating time and um but i was so ministered to with this idea of uh I want to say it's called kintsugi or kintsukuri.
0: I think it's one or both names. It's oh, a Japanese oh, art form. Oh, kintsugi. kintsugi. Are you familiar with it? Yes. yes. In fact, in fact, if you look, um, if uh, my um, my YouTube channel is actually in the um, in the in the show notes, um, but that's actually the word broken is done in that fashion with the oh. gold, the gold lines. Yes, yes. So, for <laughs> any of your listeners who aren't
1: aware, there's you know it, it's relates back to this ancient Japanese dynasty, as I understand it, right? And this emperor had broken one of his favorite vessels and sent it out to be restored. And lo and behold, when they brought it back, it was more beautiful than when it had been in its original form because they had used refined, purified gold to seem, you know, in the, in the seams of the thing as they put it back together and, you know i know that gold refined to its purest form has gone through some intense heat right to remove the dross and i know that because of the intense heat of the journeys that we are each going through that god uses that refining fire that gold you know as he as he heals our wounds he he heals our traumas and you know so i i love to say that when we can place ourselves back into the potter's hands um I, I can look back and I can see now the beauty in my brokenness. And I think even more so as we share it with the world.
0: Yeah, it does. It makes it much more beautiful after we've been refined in the fine, refiner's fire, right?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So,
0: yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Is there, are there any, um, any last warrior words you'd like to share with with our audiences? Girl, <laughs> With our Where's listeners,
1: yes. <laughs> you know, no. As I as I want as I as I think about that, there's really only um, one primary cry in my heart, and that is for every child of God to know who they truly are. Right. I think that in this hour, more than any other hour, maybe not any other hour in history, but any other hour that I'm aware of, that our identities are being so unbelievably and blatantly attacked. And so, I want to invite every listener to know who you fully are in Christ. And if you don't know Christ, and you don't know yet your identity in him, may I invite you to find someone that you either know or don't know of, but find someone who's a believer, find someone who can pour into you, find the word of God, begin a relationship with Jesus, because again, he's the one who created you. He's fashioned and formed you. And Heather, I don't know about you, but I had some programming early on in my journey. Over the course of my journey, I had this epiphany recently. I had parents who loved me in their broken ways. I've had teachers. I've had pastors. I've had friends along my journey who have spoken things over me or into my life that maybe didn't line up with the truth of God's word. And I'm here to tell you I'm doing some work on the reprogramming because I got some tapes that got to go, right? I got some lies. I got some words that were spoken over me that frankly did not line up with the truth of who God says I am. Mm-hmm. And so I want you to wrestle with that question, right? Who am I? And my husband and I went through a fun activity. We were dating at the time. Part of my restoration story, I'm newly married, three years in. We've got an incredibly beautiful blended family of four, two grandbabies. And, um, but there was, there was, you know, in our dating period, I was like, I want to know that, you know, and I got some work to do on what I know in regard to who I am, right? And so we went through this little activity um, to say, I am... Dot, dot, dot. And I had a big old piece of flip chart paper up on the wall for each of us. And I said, we're going to take the next, I don't know, 30 minutes, write down as many words as you can. And maybe they're not even true about you now, but they're words God says about you, and they're going to become true as we lean into this idea, right? Well, I ended up taking that flip chart paper, Heather, for each one of us, and I and I put it into a, you know, Word document. Mm-hmm. And it's hanging in the bathroom next to each of our areas, Right. And it says, I am dot, dot, dot. And then whatever our little 30 words were, whatever we came up with. And at the end of it, I said, I am dot, dot, dot enough. Because that was something I wrestled through for so long, right? I feel like we're either enough or not enough rather, or too much, like depending on the day of the week, that's what I wrestle through. And so I have to just, you know, be renewed, right? In your mind, God's words in Hebrews 12, two, I got to be renewed by who he says I am in my mind because my mind can come up with all kinds of other stories. So that's maybe a little longer answer than you wanted, but girl, I'm all about identity and knowing who we are. And he's the author um, of that story.
0: So, Oh, that was wonderful. No, we don't have a time limit.
1: <laughs> so good.
0: Okay. Well, this has been wonderful. And I appreciate that you, that you took time out of your schedule to come talk with us today. Where can they come to find you? Wow. Thank you
1: so much. Um, you know, I've got my my podcast titled, This Is Your Wake Up Call, if they want to listen or learn more. Um, I, like I said, I'm working on my website. I think this is the year of the open door. I'm going to take this thing to the next level. I'm going to have some um, courses and, and things that are going to be forthcoming. So if you want to be on the lookout, um, Keys to Lead is my my business name and my website name. Um, Because I know God's given us the keys to the kingdom. And I want to lead myself and others into that truth of his word and so forth. So Keys to Lead is coming if you want. Um, You can also email me at jerry, J-E-R-I, at keystolead.com.
0: Wonderful. So I hope people will come and listen to This Is Your Wake Up Call and eventually join you on your website once that is up and running. So thank Thank you you so much. This has been
1: such a privilege, girl. I love it. Thank
0: Thank you. you. I appreciate you. All right. Back at you. All right. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Jerry's a natural, and she was so generous with what she has learned. In this podcast, I talk a lot about going from warrior to survivor to thriver. But I think we concluded that the journey of addiction doesn't always follow a linear path. You may survive a battle only to have to fight another one soon after. But you must keep fighting in order to win the battles. You can't win if you don't fight. So go check out Jerry's podcast. This is your wake-up call. Until we meet again, fight the good fight, seek beauty, and make your words warrior words. God bless. Are you still listening? Good, I have a favor to ask. If you are enjoying these episodes, could you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review for the show? Your star ratings and comments help Apple help other people find me. And that would be so helpful for me and the Warrior Words podcast. I'm obviously reading some of your reviews on upcoming episodes. Thank you, Warriors.